Hello team, it's Pam here from Alt Marketing School. I have a question for you right now and that is what would happen if you could market to hearts and not brains? What would you think would happen if you knew that you could make the world a better place with positive impact marketing but putting purpose and results first? If you want to find out, then come and join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Our six-week digital bootcamp for professionals who want to do marketing differently and advance their career along the way. Join me and our six incredible teachers to learn how to advance your career with confidence by applying effective systems and frameworks to the latest trends. The next cohort is coming up soon, so I would love to have you join us. And all you have to do is apply to join at altmarketingschool.com slash learn. Go to altmarketingschool.com slash learn to apply for the next cohort of all marketing school certification. Hello and welcome to Make an Impact Show, a podcast run by Creative Impact Co. Our mission is to help creatives grow their business, hone their marketing, and share their stories by outstanding content. Hello, konnichiwa, Amy. Hello, I'm going to stick to English, but how are you doing? <laughs> I'm showcasing my, my wealth of, of language skills. I am good. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Excited for another episode. Very excited myself too. And I love to get into the interview ones because I like to chat to people, as you guys can tell by now. Um, and today we're going to be talking about something that we need to build. Can you guess? It's confidence. How can we build confidence and be more visible? And the way that we do that today is that I talk to the lovely Stacey Sargson, who is an amazing business coach, and she talks us through her own journey as a business coach, as somebody who wanted to become more visible, and also throughout all the things that she learned within her journey with her clients, but also as one of the experts when it comes to live streams and actually being live on camera. What about you, Amy? How does it make you feel to go live? Do you do that often? And how do you build the confidence to actually show up a bit more, especially on social? It's definitely something I don't have that much experience with. Um, I talk to my Instagram stories and I try and make myself do that every now and then because it is daunting and I do delete them and redo them quite a few times because you always get your words wrong. Um, and actually being live... Um, yeah, it's scary. It's daunting. I get very nervous. Um, I don't like speaking to the camera. I don't like being on camera. Um, but it's something I try to force myself to do, I guess, um, because practice just really helps. And it does build your confidence. The more you practice something, the more comfortable you're going to feel doing it. Um, maybe asking friends to give you feedback definitely helps. Um, but it's difficult being in front of an audience when you're not used to it. That's true. And to be honest, you do, you have done, obviously, because we, being a team, we know what we do as well, but you have done some cooking demos as well and other things. But I think there's always an element of if you can actually have that little space for yourself and you don't feel like the audience is there in front of you, you feel safer. The more you are exposed to your audience, the more you start to kind of like almost at the beginning, you will find a lot of resistance. And as you say, like, a, you know, a bit of insecurity when it comes to how you might come across 
Um, the more natural you are, obviously, the easier it gets. But a lot of people think that we're born with confidence and some people probably have more than others. But most of us have just gone through a lot of uncomfortable silences <laughs> to get where we are right now. Definitely. And a lot of tears. Before my first cooking demo, I absolutely was in such a state. I was so shaky. I was crying. I was like, I can't do this. I really can't. Um, But I did it. And then the next one, I didn't cry before it. And then the one after that, yeah, I was still really nervous. But um, it just comes more naturally. So you just got to kind of, I don't know, try and believe in yourself, even if you don't really. Just pretend you do for a bit and then you actually will. And it's something that, in a way, kind of like Stacey points out, when, she, when we talk together, you will hear a lot about, obviously, how in a time where everybody was, you know, was in their homes and everybody was sick together, and actually more people were looking for connections in places that they wouldn't have. And so you almost were pushed to actually show up because people needed to hear what you wanted to say and they were almost more willing to listen. There's something to be said about the fact that probably everyone and their mother saw the amount of live on Instagram, like live icons that will show up every day compared to what, three months ago, five months ago? It's crazy. So a lot of us are just trying something new and going to see how that sticks. And that's kind of what Stacey said, that she was surprised that her audience was so open to be more visible because they thought that's kind of how can I actually reach my customers and my people right now as well. Is there anything that you found helped you going through that first stage fright aside from practice? Is there anything else that helped you out uh, or anything that comes up to your head? One thing that really helps me is the support from my friends and family. And not just, I mean, it always helps being told you're amazing, but even just the before side of it, having someone to really just be completely honest with and say, look, I'm absolutely so scared um, but just having someone there who can hold your hand if need be and be there for like moral but and physical support. So, and um, yeah, being able to be open about how you feel, I think, and not having to keep all your feelings bottled up. Love that. That's awesome. Guys, if that's where you're starting, I would say that's the best advice. And then you can even build more of that confidence and just try to find other ways to keep yourself motivated by listening to the rest of the episode. Thank you so much, Amy. I am very excited to bring us Stacey Sargihun, who is an amazing business coach, visibility queen, and overall amazing human. Hope you enjoy. And as always, let us know what you think. Hi Fab. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm very well, thanks, gorgeous. How are you? I am great. So I'm very, <laughs> very, very excited. And what I love about where we're gonna go with this conversation is obviously from your journey, which you're gonna talk us through as well. I know that obviously in this time where things change so much in 2020, I mean it feels like it's been three years, not one. Yeah. Um, you definitely turn to Facebook lives, which is the first thing that I would like to talk about when it comes to your journey throughout lockdown and then how things have developed after that. So I know that there's confidence and there's like, you know, there's a way to actually present yourself on camera and off camera. And I think it is something that a lot of people are interested in because a lot of people that are probably listening, a lot of our listeners have almost forced themselves to be more present and visible and I kind of wanted to kick off with this, obviously, you know, a bit more about your background as well, but also just understanding why did you decide to go for this medium? Why did you go for Facebook Live and live and being present? And what did that bring up through the lockdown for yourself and the people you were talking to? 
Okay, well, great question. First of all, I've been doing Facebook Live probably about five years now. So everyone was doing webinars and blogs and it was, I was finding it really difficult. So I thought I would do this YouTube channel. So just to give a quick backstory, um, I did the YouTube channel. When I say channel, I did like three videos. Like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And it was taking forever to upload my videos. And I was like, this is not what I wanted. And I wanted to do a video because I found it difficult to write. So for me, I was too in my head. It wasn't creative. It wasn't flowing. It was too forced. So I thought if I just press record on my laptop in the safety of my lounge, and talk as if I was talking to another me or my bestie, what would I say? And so I started to do that. And that's where the initial confidence came, I guess, just because I just thought, well, what's the harm? It's just me in my lounge. You know, no one else is really watching because no one knows who I am. But then YouTube is taking so long to upload. And then I started hearing about Facebook Live um, and it was being rolled out to celebrities. And I was thinking, what is this Facebook Live? Instant video. Brilliant. Let's do this. I only had a few followers like my mum and my like best friend um and then the because I just love the simplicity of it you know shoot do it no editing no fancy schmancy stuff just say what you want to say and you've done it you know I was like this is brilliant quick and easy so I'd done that for a few years had my business um and then I went through my own personal journey and challenges um I my business went very was very successful um, obviously, success is very different for different people. But for me, financially, it was wonderful. I was traveling the world, clients instantly, that type of thing. But then I went through a divorce, a separation, a separation and divorce. Then um, all my money, lost like all my money and stuff. So this year, I mean, I had a couple of clients last year, but this year when the pandemic struck, this is when my whole life turned around, okay? Because it, I wanted to show up and I thought I'm a business owner, the book stops with me. I still want to make money, even though there's a pandemic. How can I show up in truth, in honesty and support other business owners who want to sell and whose buck stops with them? You know, whatever their passion projects are or whatever their businesses are. So that's really how the pandemic success happened, because I started showing up saying who else wants to sell and not be apologetic about it, to do it with heart, to do it with meaning, to do it with soul. And as I started to share my vulnerability, as always, people would, it's like moths round a flame, bees round honey. People wanted more than ever connection, transparency. And I hate saying this buzzword authenticity, but it, it was, it was just me showing up saying, I want to fucking sell, sorry, I do swear. I want to sell my stuff. I don't want to be sorry for it because this is a business. This isn't an expensive hobby. This is my livelihood. And then that's when I started selling successfully my group program. And that's just when it kicked off and more courses, more groups. I do live groups. Um, and so that's kind of how it started. I hope that answered your question on how I started Facebook Lives. It does. <laughs> I love that. And I love the fact that you mentioned something within this conversation, which to me is key, that is that choice of showing up. And I say that because um, whether it was my clients, whether it was our collective members, I was talking to a lot of people and everybody was, was approaching that choice of what to do now that it feels like the world is almost stopping. Do I want to try and show up? Do I want to try something new? Do I want to throw myself in? Do I need that space to actually hold back up? And uh -huh once and it's kind of that choice as you say of saying like I can still try because realistically speaking as you said one what, what have you got to lose realistically speaking I'm yeah. just showing up and also that 
that communication and yeah, I appreciate the word authenticity sometimes makes your eyes roll because you're like, I, it's good. <laughs> but it's just, you know, it's semantics. I love semantics and I talk about semantics too much on this podcast, but it is a word that now it's got an association that maybe is not as, as, as basic as it is. Authenticity means yeah. just showing up and just talking to people and yeah. see what happens. I guess that's, that was part of it. Obviously now I'm putting words into your mouth, but that's what I would like to hear as well. Is was everything because you said that when you started it, it was literally just you talking in front of a camera. Did it yeah. become more structured? Did you actually think about this is how where I'm going to lead this throughout the pandemic, especially, or you just came back to the drawing board and you just said, I'm just going to go out there and talk about whatever I feel like it, just to understand how you went about it? Yeah. So for me, when the pandemic struck, it was more, more around people really taking a stand for their businesses really being passionate and saying do you know what regardless of what's happening in the world there's people it's a mindset people are still spending there is there is investment that people are making and so I really started to approach my live streams much more focused instead of like oh you know personal development it was very much more okay this is for people that have businesses that want to sell and who may not have looked at Facebook live before there's all, do I do Instagram? Do I do Facebook? Do I do TikTok? You know, all these different choices. And that can be so overwhelming. And I, I wanted to bring, I'm all about simplicity, Fab, and everyone listening, keep it simple, Stacey, or keep it simple. I don't like saying keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple, Stacey. I don't, I don't have an email list right now. I never have. I haven't got, you know, I've got people on Instagram and Facebook, but I show up live whenever I feel called to with something that every single piece of content can help somebody. So I wanted to help a lot of people who were feeling overwhelmed, struggling, unsure, because the whole world turned upside down. I'm in Australia right now, all my family are around the world. So I could feel what everyone else was feeling too, but I chose to rise up through it and be proud of the business owner that I am. And I wanted to call in more women and men who were proud of what they were putting out into the world and wanting to sell without feeling I shouldn't, the world's gone crazy, all of those things. It's, you know, consciously choosing to think of the positives as much as that sounds like a cliche. So yes, I focused on those people. And it's almost like what you said as well. It's just that choice to look at it in that perspective means that you work on the mindset first. And I'm going to say this just because of the conversation again, I think it was with a client. And we we're talking about the fact that if you choose to look at the fact that people won't have the funds or the, or the way to actually invest into what you have to offer it is more likely that's what you're going to attract because it's going to be harder for you to show up it's going to be harder for you to be confident again the confidence that you say about being unapologetic and so there, there yeah. is actually an element of mind mindfulness sorry mindfulness mindset that's the one but there's also an element of that mindset that gives you that motivation and as you say uh, I want to reiterate what you said with the value element. You were showing up when you felt called to, but because you had something valuable to say, not to say that just, you know, talking for half an hour in front of a camera is not a bad thing whatsoever. But I find that, realistically speaking, we all need to get something out of that conversation. And when you remember that you're showing up for your audience, that makes a massive difference. Yeah, absolutely. I utterly agree. I mean, I have people that watch me either 20 minutes or two hours, truth be told, but every single live stream I do, I want ev- I want people to go away with things. It could be thought, different thought pattern. It could be a, an action point they can do, a live stream confidence piece they could do, or, or Instagram. I work with people that just do Instagram as well. I think we know a few of those. 
um, and I work with them and, and they're in my courses because they want to show up as they are. And there's so much with everything that was ha- is happening, was happening in the world. We really just, I was realizing there was a wave of people that truly wanted to be seen. They were nervous, but they wanted more than ever. They felt being called to share their gifts, whether that be, and it's not just coaches that I work with. I'm talking photographers, makeup artists, physical doors were closed fab. And they were like, what do I do? My physical doors are closing my business. And so I helped them nurture their audience and then then their audience bought from them in different various ways, which I'm sure we'll go into in this live stream. Exactly. That's exactly what I wanted to ask as well was the element of pivoting the word of the year. And yeah. <laughs> and like for me, as I, have, um, I love boxing. And so whenever I thought about pivoting, I always thought about the actual act of pivoting. And I was like, huh. And now it makes sense because everybody was telling their mothers, their brothers, their kids, pivot your business, pivot this. And it's the element of, as you say, realizing this is the obstacle. How can I go around it? It's literally why you pivot because you want to go around something. Um, and that's kind of what I wanted to ask you as well. How, how aside from obviously changing slightly the way that you were showing up with the Facebook Live and the Lives Insta in general, what else did you find really pivoted for you, whether it was both products for yourself or mindset or, again, you know, working hours? What did really change for you throughout this journey as well? Gosh, truth be told, it was the fact that for years I had done Facebook Lives and I had helped people with confidence there. But for me, it was, Stacy. you need to, like, now is the time more than ever. Do you truly believe in what you do yourself? Do you really believe that just by showing up on camera and sharing your heart and soul about what it is you're passionate about, will people really buy? And so I, I tested my own methodology in the pandemic. As soon as it struck, I went live. I talked about who wants to sell successfully, who's done with thinking it's all doom and gloom, who's ready to think a different way. I did a live stream and people were saying, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And so everything I was implementing through my own methodology around live stream creation um, and how to sell and convert. I don't really like saying converting, but, you know, making sales instantly. It was happening in front of my very eyes. And I was like, right, I can rinse and repeat this process and help as many people as possible do this for themselves with audiences that they already have. So whenever anybody, just because my business wasn't necessarily pivoting as much as others, I was like, you all have audiences. It's, it's, it's now beautifully tapping in and connecting with your audience in a way that nobody else is doing right now because everyone else is in panic mode. Whereas if you come in and share your heart and, oh, this is what I'm creating today. And so I went through the stages of that. So to answer your question, pivoting really, really was helping people understand that, yes, it may be scary, but I can help them make it not be so scary as well as successful. And also shop for themselves. Like, and that's kind of yeah. the thing that comes up, that sort of the conundrum. What a word, conundrum. The conundrum <laughs> of personal brand. See, I told you, love semantics is, is, is a condition yes. almost. Um, but that's the thing, is the conundrum of the personal brand is like, because a lot of people, and I think it's important to realize right now, the way that the economy is shifting, the way that everything is shifting. A lot of people are trying, as you say, to take what they know, their skills, their passion, and turn it into something that can help other people. And I think this is obviously my point of view. I think you need to understand what type of business and lifestyle you want to run because you might want to help a million people and make a million bucks. You might want to help a thousand people and make a thousand bucks a month. It doesn't really matter as long as you live, as long as you live like the, the life that you're happy with, with the confidence that you want. And you need uh-huh. the 
either way, what people really will find that will resonate with, and I think that's kind of what I'm hearing as well, is that, again, opening your heart means also showing the person behind the brand, showing the passion behind what you're doing. Absolutely. And I think it can be, as you say, transferable to everyone, whether you're a photographer, whether you're a makeup artist, whether you are an artist in other ways. Um, it's a bit of soul searching as well. And that's kind of what I wanted to ask you as well. How much, because you mentioned it a few times, how much does it for you showing up live and talking and, and expressing your feelings and thoughts? How much do you think that also relates to inner soul searching? Have you found that it also brings up things for you as it brought up some things for you to reflect on? I'm not saying like prop, proper full on therapy session, but I find that <laughs> constant, you know what I mean? It's a constant looking back in the mirror whenever yeah. you're showing up that way. Definitely, definitely. And for me, when it, like you said, when it was a pivoting and what was my kind of moment, it was Stacey, you've been, this is, you've put everything into this. This isn't for me, this, I mean, there's nothing wrong with people doing passion projects, but I, you know, lost a marriage because of it. I, you know, I was homeless. I was facing bankruptcy. And so for me, I was like, everything I'm saying is not a lie. I have integrity. I know this can work. So I implemented it. And that was the soul search. That was, wow, was this just a bubble that's burst in coaching or like all these other fears that all these other things that are going around that people saying live stream doesn't work anymore. It's all Insta stories or, and I was like, no, 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 no. Like, do I want to believe that or do I not? And so within my soul, I was like, right, I needed to feel aligned. I needed to feel that I was, you know, am I still telling the truth? Do I still believe in this? And, you know, and I think that's really important. I mean, I'm not one to even, for me, doing this is more than a business. It is a way of life for me. And that's that's not bullshit. This is, I want to help as many people really live a life on their terms, which is what I've said all my, you know, all my business career, all my own business career. Um, Because for me, together we rise. And this is something I've been saying for the last kind of year or so. And it's, it's not just because it's a fancy hashtag. It's what I truly believe. And more than ever, we need to come together to rise up and to shift the consciousness, not just within ourselves, but globally. And I don't mean to sound like Miss America, no offense to my American friends, but do you know what I mean? Like, that's the truth of the matter. What is that kind of element of not just saying I want a peace in the world? I know that's what you're talking about. And the image in my head is also, <laughs> if you go beyond that and you go beyond the, the cliche, there is an element of legacy almost and like you yes. know when when you I think and again now I'm gonna go and Fab is gonna go for the full-on Miss American thing but when <laughs> you're shook so much in your own reality when you have to completely rethink the way you live the way you interact with people what your future is going to be like because we don't know you actually mm-hmm. ask yourself what is my legacy because I think again this guys is going to go really deep very quickly. We realize our inner mortality, which is, you know, a heavy topic in itself. And then yeah. you ask yourself, what, what, what am I going to, what's going to be coming next? You know, who, who am I serving? What am I supporting? What am I believing in? And I wonder whether overall, a lot of us actually that penny dropped to me has always been a way for me to build my business and to run what I run. But I appreciate that some people might have actually had the realization now, whether it's your children, whether it's your family, whether it's clients, how am I going to leave a mark? Mm -hmm. Definitely. A lot of people, it wasn't just a case who have come through my business doors. It's not just a case of having their business survive and thrive. It's, are their business, are the businesses that they have created really reflecting who they are, you know, really reflecting their values 
because they've already had their, but they have, my clients had their values shaken up. And like you said, mortality and everything. And, you know, that lack of connection with humans whilst we were all in our own little world and in our own little homes, that there was a real need for connection beyond money, beyond, the, not that there's anything wrong with that, but beyond the physical transaction of a business, it was they wanted to connect with their customers. And I think that's what's so important right now. Connect with people, like people, not just customers and clients, but actual human beings. And I think that's what shifted the most in my experience. I don't know about yours. I agree. I think that's the connection. And actually, now I'm going to go into a bit more of a slightly more specific element of all that live streaming element, because I love talking about running events and and, and facilitating also mm-hmm. online, even if my background is offline. And um, something that I say that I think, and it's kind of like going back to what you just said, people are craving that in real life connection more than ever online because they can't have as much in real life. And mm-hmm. I think, and that's also what I want to hear from you, if that's what you also have seen has shifted from maybe when you were doing live streams at the beginning five years ago, and now you've been showing up and now you've been fa- almost facilitating the conversation as well as leading it recently, because that's what I personally have found. Mm-hmm. I, whenever I do an event with our members, especially because we have loads with our members, I try to make it as interactive as possible in the way that it works for the type of event. But because I feel that that's what we need, we crave that connection and we crave to be not just talked at, but also yes. being able to engage. And it's really, really hard. So that was a, probably the longest, long-winded question ever. <laughs> but in there, that's right. <laughs> there was a question about whether you've seen a change, one, and two, how have you changed that for yourself and for your audience? Okay, so I personally um, haven't seen a change necessarily the connection that's something I I pride myself on in what I have created from the beginning through my own vulnerability but what I will say and through my own events but what I will say is this more people are watching for longer more people now are listening to me as they're doing their dinner or in the car and I'm talking a live stream you know not just a podcast so there's such power in it um I the engagement piece in our videos is so important. And even in podcasts like now, it's not just the two of us talking. It's we are, we are talking to every single listener. You know, we are right in your hearts. All right. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm right here sharing from my heart to yours and appreciate you listening. And so for me, I sensed connection has always been there, but longer, deeper, meaningful connections have happened and more friendships I mean serious friendships have been happening online and supporting one another whether it be live streams or whatever that whatever anybody is posting people are resharing businesses now and so people are genuinely thankful and yes I've definitely seen deeper connections online Uh, long-winded answer to your question I've definitely seen a deeper connection um, and a more not a surprise but they're looking for it before it was a bit of a surprise that they've made the deep connections, whereas now it's like people are actively searching for it. What I've found as well, which is related to that, which might be my way of seeing it, I've seen especially events that are not ours where I know the people, so it's easier to encourage that. But even like with wider audiences, I've seen a lot more interactions in things like the chat, especially like when we do like a live Q&A or interview and stuff. And it's nice because beforehand... I always found that, you know, people will be focused, as you say, on the two people speaking or the person speaking. But right now you can actually see, as you say, those smaller elements of engagement coming between the different people, just sharing a comment or sharing something that they love. And then somebody else picking up on that. 
and I think to me that's where the magic happens. Yeah. This is why one of my missions and my main mission is building a community, which is something that I've been doing for a long, long time. But because I love to see me being there, seeing those things happen, almost as you say, not surprisingly, but almost by themselves. Um, yes. that's what I've seen on a very practical way. That's literally the shift that I've seen. The chats actually populating themselves with people talking to each other. It's like, great, go on guys. <laughs> yeah. It's helping my algorithms too. So go for it guys. Because <laughs> they are businesses. Let's be honest, right? We, we do have businesses. <laughs> now, when it comes to obviously this element and the live streaming, but overall kind of like showing up as well, Obviously, there are times where like, we're on it and I'm pretty sure I, I feel the energy like cross from the screen and I'm pretty sure you're like, you know, it's kind of easy to get in the zone sometimes, but sometimes it's not. What yeah. do you do if you ever get a time where you ain't in the zone? You're like trying to find the zone, the zone is not there and you just really, you want to show up whether because you have to or maybe like you have a, a call scheduled. Sometimes, as you say, we can just jump on. Sometimes we have to jump on. Is there anything that you do really to prep yourself in those times? Absolutely. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? There's times where I'm like, oh my God, like, fuck me, I just want to do nothing today. Or there was moments when, you know, I was going through my own crap in life and I couldn't even brush my teeth, you know, and I, you know, had to show up, keep my business going. Um, it's this. I mean, it has changed slightly, but I truly am a nature lover. I am. It grounds me. Like, touching a tree, putting my feet in the sand, walking to the beach, or, you know, just looking out the window, I mean, it sounds stupid, but sometimes that's all I could muster up was the energy to have a coffee and look out the window and be like, oh my God, at least the sun's shining. Or, oh my God, that's, look at that flower that's bursting like in my house. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's real. It sounds really easy. But I shift to that gratitude. I shift to, right, why am I doing this? Like, come on, is it really that hard? Because the other side of this is go and get a job that you don't enjoy. If you don't want to put in the effort, then go and be, you know, do your nine to five, Stacey. And for me, it was, that's not an option for me, right? I was like, absolutely fucking not. And so for me, it was like, this is my job, like in the most beautiful way, this is my choice. And so when I'm feeling a bit crappy, I will put on some tunes. So I'll either look out the window, have a cup of coffee, put on some tunes. I like to, meditation for me, I'm, I'm not very, like I have my own way, it's very different. But for me, I do listen to some tunes, I, I move my body, I dance, like I act like an absolute tool, like put my best tune on and go, do you know what, just Bob Marley, sun is shining, I will listen to that on repeat and just, if you don't smile, like, come on guys. That then is like, okay, and then what is the real result? Like if you're being honest with yourself, why, you want to go, you want to be present for a reason, because otherwise you could call a sickie, we're all adults, we can call a sickie, we can postpone something, but you don't want to. So I would find and deep, deep dive a little bit, maybe journal. Why don't you want to put it off? Like, why don't you want to call it quits or throw in the towel or not show up or close your laptop and watch Netflix? What is it that's pulling you like you? Well, I want to show up because at least one person might need to hear what I'm saying. And that to me could be a client call. Cause I have times guys when I don't, you know, I'm like, Oh my God, I've got a client call. Right. I need frequency and back into like positivity or a live stream, or indeed an interview at 11pm at night. Do you know what I mean? It's a conscious choice. Like, I'm not joking, Fab. You know, we had this conversation before this, this interview. You know, you just got to choose. What do you want? Like, what do you want? Because you can always go, no, I don't want to do it. 
And then you've only got yourself to go, oh, that actually makes me feel a bit shit. Or not. Or actually, I'm going to be restful. I'm going to take some time out. And you know what? I just can't adult today. So I'm going to cancel today and do it tomorrow. And not berate yourself around that either. I think is that what you what you said is just that element of it. it is the conscious choice and one that puts the responsibility on you, but also puts it like as you say in perspective, be like what well, you choose it because that's what you want to do or don't want to do, and that kind yeah. of like I like the fact that you go back to the why, which is always a strong thing for me because I'm the same. I I feel like nine to five not an option. As I remember my mum bless her, <laughs> she said to me at some point after like two years in, so we're talking about six years ago. She was like something I cannot see you working for anybody else and I did for a couple of years and she was like can't see you nah nah I can't see you because I always wanted to do more I always wanted to try something she's like nah nah you're better off you're on your own I was like thanks mother uh I guess there was a compliment somewhere in there. um but that's 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 how I feel just like you say as well it's like I show up because I want to show up because I know that I wouldn't be able I wouldn't want to do anything else um and as you say then it also puts things into your hands because you're like it's not because I have to because I wanted yes. to and it kind of like helps you and as you say when you don't want to because you cannot feel like it then you know that you can also say no because it's okay yes and it's a, and it's a massive mindset shift again and I think it's very important when uh, I was talking to another friend an expert that we have in the collective she's a speaking coach and we were talking about zoom fatigue or like you know the constant showing up obviously it's still energy even if we're not necessarily meeting people face to face it's still a lot of energy that goes out so just uh-huh. protecting your energies and listening to yourself I think is very important that's definitely the nature call for me I can always tell when a live stream of mine is doing really well because of time zones as well because I might wake up really lethargic and really like whoa and I will be like oh my god the engagement of one of my live streams was crazy and like like you said and I've always noticed that so for me the morning ritual for me and of grounding myself and being out in nature for me seems to kind of fill my cup up without me having to do anything kind of grounds me cleanses me I have a shower and, and I set the intention for the day of I'm going to be gentle with most of the time I'm going to be gentle with myself and so anybody that has that zoom like call fatigue or live stream fatigue I mean I definitely would say to this be kind to yourself and know what it is that makes your own cup be full because we someone can say meditating like oh, or journal and you just think nah like not my bag because it wasn't mine for a long time but so find your own thing that makes you happy and do that for 20 minutes. Like whatever it is, it doesn't fucking matter. Whatever it is, it makes you put a smile on your face. Do that for 20 minutes and watch your whole day shift. Aside from Bob Marley, have we got two more tunes that you can think of? Because I'm curious. Oh my God. Yes. Utah Saints. I'm an old school Utah Saints. And uh, Utah Saints, something good's going to happen. It's a remix, a, a dance remix. Um, and anything Fleetwood Mac or Kate Bush. It's a toughie. It's a toughie. <laughs> well, I like that. That's already like a mini playlist in itself, which I <laughs> I love. I used to do actually fun, real, real fact. I found a couple of old Facebook videos that I did. I used to go out in the middle of a field where I was living up in North London. And I was listening to random songs and I would just run and sometimes do little videos of myself running, singing when I was kind of like letting things out or where I was happy or stuff like that. So again, like the weirdo that was running by herself in the middle of a field singing, that was me. So I, I'm, I'm here for that girl. I'm here for that. I'm, I'm the same. I'm literally like, love it. That's, that's, love that's it. the thing. As you say, understand what really works for you. For me, nature is the same. It's just because I need to be grounded because I always go up. And I yeah. think 
that element is really important because as you say, it's like recharging the batteries and that's what you need in order to be able to show up for others. Yes. One more question when it comes to this, just to actually give something to people that might be like, I love what Stacey's saying, but I ain't started yet. I'm one of those that hasn't started yet because X, Y, and Z. What could be a great way for somebody to actually tap into that way of being a bit more visible and try it for themselves in a way that can, I would say, obviously get them to do it, but also teach them something and and help them understand what's right for them? Oh, gosh. It would be however you document the journey, document the journey. Like him or loathe him, Gary Vaynerchuk, I've met him in person, worked with him. Um, but for a long time, I didn't realize, but me capturing my journey, and that could be your artistic journey. That could be music, your music, your, if you're a musician, like I said, I work with everybody, whatever it is, show the progression because nobody can take that away from you. People saw my beginning and now where I'm at now. And, and why is that important? And why should you care if you're listening is this, because if you see it as it's a passion project right now, there's no stress, there's no expectation, maybe. So just have fun with it because people will buy into your whatever product or whatever it is that you're wanting to create in the world and share. People will receive it in the way that it is sent. So if you put it out in desperation, people are going to receive it in a desperation type vibe. Whereas if you put it out saying, I'm just really proud that I'm on this Reiki journey or I'm really proud of myself that I'm trying to, I'm learning about personal development and here's what I'm learning. And I, cause I created my own business Facebook page because I didn't want to bombard people with my daily inspos because I didn't want them to think I was having a nervous breakdown. So I didn't know it was going to turn into a bloody business. It just so happens. And it was great. But do you know what I mean? I just did it because I wanted some, I wanted to share it, but I didn't, I wanted it to be a little space of, and it could be Instagram, whatever it is, just don't, don't, it's nerve wracking. But what the, the best thing is saying, I'm nervous and I'm doing this anyway. And, and put, because then that has no power over you. It releases the fear, the fear and the power for a second. The fear will always be in the car, my friends, always, even now it is for me. It just doesn't have to drive the fucking car. It can be in the passenger seat or the back seat, right? <laughs> I love that. It doesn't have to drive the fucking car. I love that. And that, that, <laughs> and to be honest, that reminds me, actually, I wrote it down, I jotted it down. It reminds me what you just said of the hero journey. Hashtag nerd alert. Um, <laughs> literature students, again, like as, as you can see, guys, something you just bring to yourself to the great. But I love that about literature. And when I was studying, I love the idea of the hero journey as the way that, you know, great authors could actually bring you to that journey yourself because you could see yourself at least at one stage of the hero's journey. And you have to understand that whichever stage that might be, the people that resonate with you, your audience that follows you will be in one of those stages. And as you say, and I think that's incredibly important, so I'm stressing it one more time, is that progression really helps you document it and people find themselves in that step. Sometimes we focus too much on where we're right now and where we were at the beginning. Nothing wrong with that because the transformation in itself is inspiring, but also being able to see the different steps kind of makes, as you say, vulnerable, relatable, authentic, use the word that you want. And I really love that because I think it's, as you say, it can be done in whichever way one wants to document their journey. Uh, Mm -hmm. but at least you can do it for yourself and you can show up. So thank you so much for that. That was amazing. No worries. 
Now, the hardest question, like the question that is so hard that everybody flinches when I ask it. Oh, no. And the one that I have prepared people for. If you were to have brunch with anyone, dead or alive, who would you choose? Brunch with anyone, dead or alive. Oh, my God. Probably Coco Chanel. Love it. Why is that? Yeah. Because she was so ahead of the curve. And doing her thing her way, I, I find it fascinating that she was such a retrograde back in the time and she was really owning what she wanted and what she felt comfortable with. And she must have faced such adversity in the times that she was creating the types of clothing. I mean, I'm not into fashion, as you can probably see, lovely fab. But those that aren't <laughs> listening, you know, I'm just wearing a black T-shirt with black jeans. Like, it's not that out there. Um, but what I will say is it's that, that freedom of expression, which I love so much with all of us and you guys listening that are doing things in the world that matter. It's like we're going to come across people that don't always agree or like. But, you know, I just find it, I just find her fascinating. I, I find the time of when it was a female business owner, are you kidding me back in the day? Oh, I love that. Amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Have you got any spot in particular you will take it to? Or... Oh, I, no, I will go and visit her at the Ritz in Paris. Like, you know, I will knock on her door. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> amazing. Girl, bring me in. I love that. Well, thank you so much. Uh, and I know it was hard. And so, you know, it's, it's fine to wait for it because you want to get the right person or people. I've had people having like a, a party. So, you know, I've, I've heard it all so far. Uh, it's been crazy. Thank you so much again for being here. Thank you for the wisdom. Thank you for being such a lovely bundle of energy at 11 p.m. at night, guys, if you're listening. so <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely thrilled, hun. Totally. My pleasure. Where can people find out more about you? Thank you. Yep. Yeah, so the best places um, on social media is under Stacey Sargeson. So S-T-A-C-E-Y. And my surname's S-A-R-G-I-S-O-N. It's quite a weird name. Or stacysargeson.com is the best place just to see what I'm up to. Amazing. Thank you so much. And I'll make sure everybody check it out in the show notes everywhere else. Thank you so much, Gorgeous. And bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check our show notes for more juicy goodness about this episode. If you loved it, please take some time to give us five stars on iTunes. And make sure that you let us know your ha-has and takeaways on Instagram at Creative Impact Co. Also, you can find out more about us on our website at creativeimpact.group. <laughs>